BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Forever. Women who plays Merle Everts. I was like, yo, this woman looks gorgeous to me. I've seen her before, and she's like the pretty, like she's the queen in Woman, Woman King, like the one who's like, why are we doing this? Oh wow! I was like, I, listen, I was like, this woman's beautiful. You ain't gonna get her. Oh, she's from Baltimore. Dead with the Juilliard. Deadweiler. Is that pronounce her name? Deadweiler. Yeah. There is something that I love about seeing an actor once. And then all of a sudden, I see that actor in everything. Like, like last year this time, Danielle played like, I don't even know how to describe her role in The Harder They Fall, but she was wonderful. And that was the first time I ever saw her. Like, first time ever. And then after that, yeah, and then after that, she's been in like three different things. I was like, yo, wait, what's happening? I really enjoy like... It's like, that's how it goes where... You know, you book up one project and then people are like, oh, we got to get them. They're like going to be the hot new thing, maybe, you know, mm. so then they book a couple others. That makes sense. Because I was like, bruh, went from I've never seen you in my life to like, oh, I see you all the time. You about to be Jonathan Major trailer like. Yeah. My, my man got like 25 trailers. Lord have mercy. Is that what we're talking about in this cold open? Just actors we've seen before? I mean, I guess, I mean, literally right before we got on this, I just noticed one of the actresses from this movie. And I was like, oh, I've seen her in a few things. And she'll be more native. So you had to rep to be more. You know what I mean? So I don't know what to talk about, Bray. Uh, like this, this episode, I'm just here, man. I'm just here. Civil rights. Suffering. You know, history, Black history, things we don't learn in school. Man, I'll tell you this. We need to start figuring out, and I don't, I don't think it's black. I don't think it's on black people, but we need to figure out how to get these movies made. Like we need to get these Oscar plays and not have it be like black, like pain focused. I like, I'm not, I don't know the way to do it. Cause clearly like white people won't green light these movies, but there's got to be a way. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. There's got to be a way. Yeah. It's so, it's just like, so it's just <sighs> Oscar films. They love history. And then, no, they don't like history. They like black pain. They like they like a very particular type of history. Ain't nobody making movies about like the 60s unless someone getting hosed down or chased by white folk. Ain't nobody making a movie about like, oh, hey, this was this. Well, headed figures. Oh, I guess the, they get hosed in that movie. I don't remember. I mean, no, they were running for the bathroom. But also, you know what? I give you hidden figures. I will give you hidden figures. I'll give you that one. Okay, listen. The Banker. What was that movie called? The Banker, where he was, was like, what was that? The with uh, Anthony Mackie, was it called oh. The Banker? Yeah, with Anthony Mackie and Samuel Jackson, there it was like them, like well, they're like pretending to be a uh, white people so that they can own the their own bank. Did that drink get Oscar nominated? Anybody get any Oscar buzz? Uh, from I don't it? know. I don't know about that. I just, but See, I think that was had no pain. In, I think that was in the sixties. It didn't have enough pain, break. <laughs> They didn't have enough paint. It got an NAACP Image Award. You right. know, it didn't have enough Anthony paint. Anthony Mackie, he got he worked, you know, worked as a, a banker in the with the till. Listen, I'm, do you remember I'm, the let me, let me, role now? Let me or? respond to emails. I'm responding to emails now. Wait, why did you oh, stop? Well, that's a cool email. <laughs> we were having a discussion. No, no, no. I, like, man, I got a really cool email. Like, that's crazy. Look at this email, no, man. Wait. What's 
Look at no, that. no, no, no. The nah, bit, no, no. The bit is dead. The bit is dead. I was just talking because you about... just did it. Because you just did it. No, 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 no. I wasn't. No, no. The bit is dead. The bit is dead. I wasn't talking about oh, the, okay. the movie. Yeah, I was. You know, it was just. You know how I don't know. I don't know if you because a till is like a. What are you doing? It's like a treasury. So you know, and he worked at the bank. So it's just that's what I was talking about. Not the not the name. Just his, you know, his occupation. It's working. But you, you stop. So. That's it. I mean, it feels like we should maybe, I guess we should just maybe just move to the podcast now. But the bit oh, is now, done. Now, now you want to move to the podcast. Yeah, the, boot, the bit is dead. So, you know. But now you no want to start. Money in the till. For the bit. Huh. Oh, all right. All right. Is that offensive or? Let's start the show. Jonathan Raylock, James the Third, Drop Milligan, What more can I say? Welcome to Black Men Can't Jump in Hollywood. Hollywood City. I'm not even doing his bit because I'm pissed he ain't here for this. James isn't here. I guess so. No, don't even do it. Don't even do it. He wanted to do this movie. No, he want to do this movie. The reason he's not here because he beat me for a commercial. So you know what? Screw James. All right. All right. I'll do it. I'll do it. Here we go. <laughs> no. No, Bray. His bit is gone. <laughs> also, what I hate about that, that's not accurate. So. You hate... you. The you think the whistle is not accurate? Like, li- like, I don't think the whistle is accurate. I don't think. I mean, listen, man. Let's talk, let's just talk about this movie. Listen, all right. y'all will get. So, I'm gonna tell everybody right now. Let's y'all gonna get ten minutes just, out of me, and that's let's, it. All right, just want everybody to understand one thing, okay? <laughs> if if you're listening for the first time and you're like, "What's going on? <laughs> Why are they talking about this movie? It's uh, it's Oscar nominated. It's got." 98% Rotten Tomatoes, uh, 97% audience score. It's, you know, it's going to be nominated for some, was it nominated for Golden Globes? The Golden Globes came out today. I actually didn't check the Golden Globe nominations. I mean, they got nominations. Do we like the Golden Globes again? Like, what happened? I, but I don't know why the, yeah. <laughs> Somehow the Golden Globes are like, we're back. It went away for one year. Yeah, one year time That's it. It went away for one year and now it's like, we're back. Don't they got like a black host now to like kind of be like, be black again? Let's see. I don't see. I don't think till. Oh, it's, it's Carmichael. Oh, oh Carmichael yeah. hosting. Yeah, I ain't about to watch. I this. don't think oh, till yeah. was nominated for anything for the Golden Globes. Damn, all this black paint for nothing. I see zero nominations for till. I also see very. I don't see many nominations for the Woman King either. No women directors got nominated. Let's at see. All. Best mo- motion picture drama. Oh my God. Avatar The Way of the Water. <laughs> the Golden Globes need to end. <laughs> they need to end right now. These are the best picture nominations for Golden Globes Avatar The Way of the Water, Elvis, Top Gun Maverick, The Fablemans, and Tar. What are we, what are we doing? Let's see. Let, hold on. Hold on. Let me. Let me let me look at the best directors. All right, we got James Cameron, Avatar: Way of the Water. All right, we got the Daniels. Everything <laughs> at all we at got, once. We yeah, got Baz Luhrmann. Daniels. Only one Daniel person of color, but okay. Like, why do we look at these? Martin McDonough. Okay, Viola Davis was nominated, I guess, for the Woman King. Is that it? Is this the one? Just like they're like, yeah, we'll nominate Viola Davis. Wait, why do we? Look wow. At- anyway, let's see. There's no black man nominated for best actor in a. Oh, no, no, no. Jeremy Pope. He's black, right? That's a black person. Yep, Jeremy Pope's black. We got one! All right, okay. Great. Jeremy Pope for The Inspection. I don't know what that movie is. I think it's about the military. Like, I don't know. Mm. Hmm. I don't know. He's fighting some type of oppression, too. Yeah, it's out right now. All right, all right. Maybe we'll review that. So we review that. Rejected by his mother, a, gay, a young gay man finds unexpected strength, <sighs> camaraderie, and support after he joins the Marines. Actually, you know what? Okay. That's not like hopefully total pain, right? Bro, I don't know. I don't know. So look, it's a 
it's award season. Okay, and you know, we usually, uh, we typically on this podcast, we look, we review the films of leading black actors. We talk about them in the context of race and diversity in Hollywood. You know, today we're reviewing. It's tiring, y'all. It's tiring. It's, it's about the, the brutal murder of Emmett Till, 1955. This film stars Daniel Deadweiler, who plays M- Mammy. Jalen Hall plays Emmett, also known as Bo. Whoopi Goldberg's in here. He's playing the mom. Uh, well, the grandmother. Carthen. Frankie Faison plays the dad of Mamie. John Carthen. Yeah, what was her name? The woman who is uh, who you said looked really who. Oh, <laughs> so oh, oh, oh. Her name is Jamie Lawson. Oh, okay. Jamie, Jamie oh, Lawson. Tosin, play, Tosin Cole plays Medgar Evers. Wait, did we see Medgar in this movie? Hold on, wait. We must have saw, saw him like oh! for almost a second. Oh, no, he was in the movie the whole time. I didn't realize he was playing Megger Evers in this movie. Got it. This guy is also, um, he's British. He's He was the one who's driving? Yes, he was the guy driving. Got it. He's a Brit who's in House Party. So he'll be in a new House Party coming out. Oh. Yeah. Oh, okay, that's him. All right. Good for you, brother. So, you know, films, it, Oscar bait movies are, are they're, they're their own genre, Okay. And when it comes to black-led Oscar bait films, a lot of time it is so you know there's there's black pain involved in some way. It's like movies about the civil rights, movies about slavery, you know. So you so this year we got Till, we got Emancipation. Mo- mo- there are movies dealing with racism and and almost always dealing with racism in one form or another. You also have the movie Devotion that it came out. I don't know if we're gonna review that. That's a war film. You know he dealing. You know what he dealing with that. He's dealing with racism in that movie. Yeah, he's definitely dealing with racism. It's the first black aviator in U.S. Navy history. So there's a lot of like firsts, you know, that happens, you know. And so, yeah, we're going to be reviewing Till. And the thing with these kinds of movies, you know, if you've seen it, I, I, I don't know how many people have seen it. I don't know how many people necessarily want to see it. This movie uh, has only made about $9 million at the box office so far. It's in limited release. This movie's trailer. Do you remember the trailer for this? Not in many theaters right now. The movie trailer. Actually, yes, it is. Oh, never mind. <laughs> it was a bunch of. It was the whole crew. Like it wasn't even a trailer. It was like I remember being in a the theater and I was like, "What the hell is this?" And it was the director and like the writer and everybody being like, "This movie is not Black Pain. Don't worry, we're not going to show what happened, but you should watch this movie." That's how they were trying to sell it. They were like, "Hey, we know what y'all thinking." But don't worry. Come see it anyway. Yeah. And when they say they're not going to show what happened, I guess they just meant they're not going to like show the death on screen. But, you know, we we do see the body <laughs> and we see it a lot. And also you also you hear them. Fuck this. But, you know, it's so hard with these types of movies because, you know, there is a part of you that's like, hey, man, a lot of, like. It is a story that people need to know about and usually movies are a good way of alerting people to things in history that they might not might not know about <laughs> it's hard to watch it's Bruh. hard to watch it's, it's all there is to say about it and they keep making them lord have mercy so anyway we did we we, we reviewed it and we'll talk about it james is busy shooting a commercial but low-key he probably picked just this goddamn movie. He didn't want to. He picked it. Fuck that. He picked this. <laughs> well, he picked this. I, fuck I also, I was bringing it up too. I know, but fuck. Well, both of y'all on my list. Listen, see this. There's not, there's not much we could do. We, ha- we have to review some of these Oscar. I ain't got to do none of these shits. I'm going to review a Lifetime Christmas movie. Okay. Because you know what that shit ain't got? Fucking pain. Okay. Every, who are these movies for? Like, for real, is it for black people? Who is it for? That's a great question. White people to understand shit? Like, I, I Who don't Who do you get think it. it's for? I, it's not, it's not, it's not for black people, right? I don't, who, I don't know. I'll tell you this, this Oscar season, it's a bunch of fucking movies starring a bunch of fucking white people that ain't got shit to do with white people going through suffering and shit. White noise ain't doing no fucking suffering. Tar ain't no fucking suffering. And they get Oscars for that shit. But every time we get an Oscar movie, it's usually somebody about? going through some extreme shit. 
I'm like, I'm tired, dog. I'm tired. Even, Tar is even about you- a musician days away from recording the symphony that will elevate her career. But she's a me tooer herself. That's what that movie's about. You know what I'm saying? I'm just like, there's just mad versions of shit that gets made starring Caucasian people. But every time we get an Oscar movie, it's somebody dealing with racism. Will Bray, Bray, in 2022, did you ever think we'd live in the world where our, our man, I love how corny he is, but I'm going to just be real. Corny as Will Smith has a goddamn slave movie? Did you think you would live to see the day where it's a trailer of Will Smith running through the mud as a slave? That movie baffles me. Anyway, we're, we're, we're talking about Till first. So the thing is with Till is that this movie is supposed to be about Mamie, the mother of Emmett Till. Not more so than it is about the young boy. It's about the mother, how she became she basically became a civil rights leader even though it was because her son was brutally murdered you know and it i do think that ultimately i mean should we do initial thoughts (laughs) life doesn't happen bi-weekly so why should payday the money you earn can be in your hands today with earning earning is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work up to $100 per day and up to $750 per pay period. Just download the Earning app and verify your paycheck. Then access up to $100 a day as you work and leave an optional tip. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. And look, guys, I know you're like me. Sometimes unexpected instances come up where you need a little extra cash. I know for me, we I got two dogs. Every now and then, one of these dogs eat something that they're not supposed to eat. <laughs> they be pooping, uh, you know, doing yeah, something. And I'm I like, we got to take this dog to the vet. And the vet's like, you got to give me my money. And I'm like, goodness gracious. Well, that's why you got something like earning because you can make earning a part of your financial routine. Enjoy earnings over three and a half million customers who say things like, when I think about earning, I think about financial stability and security. It gives me a lot of peace of mind. Download Earnin' Today, spelled E-A-R-N-I-N, in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earnin' app, type in Jump Under Podcast when you sign up. It'll really help the show. Jump Under Podcast, subject to your available earnings, location, daily max, and pay period max. See Earnin.com slash T-O-S for details. Earnin' is a financial technology company, not a bank. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust member FDIC. Priceline presents Go to Your Happy Price. What's up? It's Kaylee Cuoco. When it comes to travel, we all have a happy place. You can see yourself already there. It's beautiful. It might be sunny and sandy for some, neon and urban for others, deserts or rainforests or hiking trails. With Priceline, you can get to your happy place for a happy price with deals you really can't find anywhere else. Like up to 60% off select hotels to Costa Rica or five-star hotels for two-star prices in Cabo. Go to Priceline.com and travel to your happy place for a happy price. All right, see ya. I'm off to Miami. No, actually, wow, look at that. No, I'm going to Hawaii now. Ooh, Cancun looks nice. You know what? Belize looks pretty nice this time of year. Or, mmm, Palm Springs. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hey, this is Tim Heidecker, and I'm glad to be back in Glendale, California, in the studio with my good friends DJ Doug Pound and Vic Berger for another episode of our podcast, Office Hours Live. This week we had a very special guest, his golden messenger, who played a beautiful tune for us. We laughed, we had fun, and you should tune in to Office Hours Live this week, and quite frankly, every week on your podcast app of choice or at youtube.com slash Live. I'll say this. This is my initial thoughts. I, like, look, this movie is, I think, exactly what you expect it to be, if you know anything about Emmett Till. If you don't, yeah, you should you should definitely watch the movie. If you do and you're black and you're like, I don't know. Yeah, you probably don't need to see it because it's exactly what you think it is. Like it is 
the thing that I kept thinking about when I was watching this movie is like, there's something, you know what? Look, the acting is strong. You know, I feel like the directing, it's kind of like a pretty Oscar type movie. Like it looks nice, like great, like cinematography and that stuff, but it's also not necessarily, it's not innovative. It doesn't feel, it feels slightly glossy, not in a disrespectful way, but like feels like that kind of movie. It is, it's done well, it's done well. I was hoping for there to be maybe some more insight than. I feel like I personally got, but I do think that there are moments where it's like, yeah, man, like, wow, like this mother while grieving had to then be like, fight for all black people, you know what I mean? (laughs) Which is, it's like the, the burden of that is crazy. And that she, you know, testify that she like showed like like showed the public what happened to her son like made it an open casket like all those things are like you know she should never have had to deal with that and also i it was helpful ultimately i think you know in moving the needle a little bit the sad thing is though is that some of the things that they wanted the legislation that they're talking about in the movie didn't get passed until literally this year which is insane but yeah you know it's it's well done it's just like it's not it's not a thing you're not, it's not something you look forward to i'll be honest i will say i understand i had the very beneficial privilege of growing up in southeast and black history was a great importance to my school so I grew up knowing about this story. I don't think I particularly learned anything new or interesting from this story. I do think, unfortunately, what happened to Emmett was the catalyst that really pushed the civil rights movement. So I do think, with this sucks, I do think, unfortunately, with what happened to him and then how Mimi was very courageous afterwards, I truly do believe that is one of the reasons for that bill, the civil rights bill getting passed, I think was a two, maybe three years later, because that image was in the paper. Like that boy's face was in the paper. I mean, we live in a world where those two white dudes, nothing happened, where that white woman who was a piece of shit and lied is on the run, even to this day, because they're trying to arrest her because she admitted she was lying when she thought she was dying. I hate calling people a piece of shit, but I truly do think she is one. I hope they put her ass in jail on her deathbed. I don't give a fuck. Like, I truly don't care. I think that'd be great. I think, honestly, if they found that woman, I know they keep moving her from retirement home to retirement home. If they found her and put her in jail on her deathbed, time well spent. This movie, again, I don't know who these movies are for. Like, I think I'm tired of seeing Black Pain. I mean, the fact that this movie exists, like, I think the work is great. There was also a mini series about Emmett Till by his mother as well that I think played on ABC. One of the actresses from The Woman King actually played Emmett Till's mom on that series. I think the performances are great. I think the story's great. I don't know. I just, this was just like an unpleasurable movie. Watching a black mom cry in pain throughout the whole movie. I don't, I don't know what you're supposed to take from this. Yeah, we saw it. We watched it. Performances are great. I don't understand why we keep making... I, you know what it is, Bray? This is my difficulty is I don't understand, like, truthfully, like, outside of, like, biopics, how often do Black movies... Moonlight is a goddamn unicorn. Like, outside of Moonlight, how often do we have a Black film that's not some period piece about someone overcoming some type of, like... Like, even if you you think about when Will Smith won his Oscar last year for King Richard, the thing about King Richard is they were poor and white people didn't want them playing fucking tennis. You know what I mean? Like, again, that movie still is them battling, like, racism. And I'm like, is that, is that the existence of the American Negro? It's like, is that, to, to, get, to get to a point where we are awarded, when we are shown in a beautiful light, when I think about these movies, I, on, in 2022, as we're film, recording this podcast, I can think of less than five that have been nominated and black actors that have been nominated that does not have to deal with their goddamn race. And that wasn't some period piece that is in a time where race was important. Like Jamie was dealing with race. Like fucking, what was it? Forrest Whitaker was dealing with race. Sidney Poitier was dealing with race. Well, that's the thing is, how do you not deal with race when you're doing 
I mean, it's it, it's it's almost impossible to not deal with race today. It's it feels nearly impossible to de- to not well, deal with race back is, then. My thing is like it's it's one of these things of like it's not even about the time periods to me. It is that in order for a a black person to get any type of academy acknowledgement, it has to be a period piece, and it's usually about race. Like to me, like again, uh, I got a movie for I got a, I got a DVD for a movie called White Noise. It is it is. It is Adam Driver playing a white man dealing with like random ass family shit. You know what I'm saying? In like the 80s. It ain't him overcoming being like, I don't know, a white man from the South and people being like, ah, shit, a white man from the South. Like, it's not that. I'm like, it's literally Tar is is Kate Blanchett realizing she is problematic. Like, the movie is like, oh shit, I am the problematic one. Like, this white woman. And I'm like, that's the movie. And to me, it's like, they're, they get to do things. And I just keep seeing these movies where, like, Lapita has an Oscar for playing a goddamn slave. Lapita's fucking... Lapita is a Yale fucking performing graduated actor, and she got her Oscar for playing a goddamn slave. I'm like... Ugh. And the thing that's crazy is Black people pitching this. And to me, it's like, is it the chicken or the egg? Is it like... Are are there are there black people pitching stuff that has nothing to do with pain that just isn't getting greenlit? Because we're not pitching to ourselves. I mean, because you've been in these rooms, right? Like I've we've pitched shit, and I'm like, I can count how many black folk I've pitched in these rooms. It ain't black people; it's usually white people. Well, a lot about, of white like, women. Look, and I understand maybe the golden the Golden Globes are not a good indicator for what the Academy is going to do. But even the fact that the Woman King didn't get nominated for Best Picture. You know what I mean? It's like one of the only movies this year with black cat with a majority black cast that has any shot of like getting any awards that's not dealing with black pain necessarily, you know? And like even in that movie, there's still like, you know, slavery is a part of it and there's contention. There's like there is racism that they're dealing with in this and stuff that. But at least it's like it's not necessarily told from the perspective of like black people struggling against racism in in, like America, you know, they're in an African nation uh, kingdom. So like, but that movie didn't get nominated and like Viola, okay, Viola Davis is nominated because she gets now like, she's going to get nominated most, most years that she puts in a good performance, which is great. But like, it's this thing where they like, they pick their, yeah. Like they pick like, okay, we'll give you, it's like your Will Smith, your Denzel, your Viola, you know, and then, Everybody else, like, we're going to ignore you, <laughs> you know? And yes, and it happens every year. Every year we have a movie like this. There are a lot of them that we haven't done. It just felt like there was so few movies to choose from this year in the award season. You know, we already did The Woman King, obviously. Yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's tough. And at the same time, it's not like, I don't think these movies should, I don't think it's not like, oh, I don't ever want any movie like this made. It's just that it's tough that, have the frequency of them and i feel like something like emancipation where you're like what <laughs> i'm watching will smith play a slave and again i i think that slave is very important but it's like yo will smith is doing it now for an oscar Brady movie yeah and it's the fact that it's so obviously for the awards you know it's for award season and the studios that are behind them and are putting money into the campaigns they're w- more willing to put money into the campaign for this than they would be putting money into a campaign for i don't know another another film I, I can't think of one this year but you know what i mean like because they're like well this has more of a shot of like making some noise i well, what did you think about so this movie starts with like a this movie starts with like mammy and emmett in the car and like he's like kind of like singing along or i don't know there's like they're like being happy and then she kind of like all of a sudden it's like gets a bad feeling and it's like kind of looking at him so there's this like sense of like impending doom and like dread that the entire movie that happens like every scene yeah every scene her it's almost every scene and and i was like there's a part of me that was like okay like i get the like mother intuition and that kind of stuff but it was also like aren't we is this what is this where is this what it was like the whole lead up you know until to him going to Mississippi and then eventually being murdered, like, the whole time, like, she had this, you know, like, dread that her son was about to, like, something bad was about to happen. I don't know. It just felt like it was it was heavy, and it felt like, I don't know, did it need to be that heavy, 
that soon. It took away. It took away the focus of the joy they were trying to do. Like they started off being like, "Oh, here's some joyous moments," but every moment of joy was undercut. And again, I'm, I, yeah, I would love to know if that was true or not. I mean, I, I will say, I've talked about it on the podcast before. Like I have seen this kind of fear in my parents personally because they're from the south. My mom was born; she would never let me. She'd be embarrassed, but she don't listen to the podcast. Whatever. She was born in the '40s. Stuff. I was born in the '40s. They grew up in a segregated South because, guys, let's not forget, segregation didn't end not too long ago. So I've seen this fear. I've seen this motherly fear before, especially when dealing with white male police officers and myself growing up. And so I, I, I do think that kind of fear is, is there. I mean, the fact that, like, every scene leading up to... I mean... Every scene leading up to his unfortunate murder, she has it. Like, every single scene she has the, like, oh, man, the end is coming. Which, I don't know, is, 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 is not the best. I will also say they are a lot of reports saying he did not whistle at a white woman. There was a lot of reports saying he, in fact, like... Did. I guess my thing is, the thing I didn't like about... And sorry to skip ahead, but the one thing I will say I didn't like about this movie is that... There is no reason to kill anyone, but to say that this guy or this young man who's 14, who was warned every single moment about like dealing with white people by his mom, by his cousins, will go into a place, tell a white woman she looks like a movie star, pulls out a photo of a white woman and then whistles out a white woman in front of nothing but black men. I just feel like, what are we, are we trying to say like he incited this? Like, are we trying to like, I just didn't understand the purpose of that, especially now knowing that this white woman on her deathbed, and she's not dead, but when she thought she was dying, confessed that she lied on the on the stand. So I'm like, I don't know, man. Why why did they make this movie? <laughs> like, I don't. Uh, the performance. I mean, listen, Danielle. Danielle is fantastic. Her performances is great. It's just like this movie to me. I just I'm having a really tough time because I don't want to crap on it, but I don't want to encourage the creation of more struggle movies. I think you do need them, but I also feel like we need as black people and as black like Americans, I feel like we need more examples of seeing ourselves and not just how America has painted us. Just like I just feel like we deal with that every day. We still deal with shit like Bray said literally on the on the midterms people were voting whether or not lynching should be outlawed in 2022. I don't know. Bray, I don't know what I'm thinking or saying anymore. It's like, I like the Black people are getting work. I just wish we could do it in other ways. That's all. And again, I'm not even saying we don't... This is my thing. I'm not even saying we don't need to tell these kind of stories. I just think we need to tell a diversity of stories. Like, we need silly shit. Like, I want, like... I want to make movies as silly as white people get to make. I want to see a Black goddamn Austin Powers. I want to see a Black Anchorman. Something where... Black people can go into a theater and laugh and enjoy themselves and like leave feeling good. Not like, ah, shit, man, that's crazy. And again, these movies should exist, but it's like at the level that they keep getting made, it's just, I mean, on TV, when you watch them, when you like, even, even, even Lovecraft Country, which I have a big problem with, uses Emmett Till's passing to further their story. And I'm like, and I understand they were trying to make it relevant, but I'm like, but you used Emmett Till, though? Really? Not just that. They also used, they, the show started with the uh, Tulsa riots. Oh, yeah. It's like, bruh. And I'm pretty sure there's going to be a Tulsa movie coming out soon. Let me Google that right now. I bet you there's a Tulsa movie coming. Yeah, I think there is, right? Wow. Yeah, I'm pretty sure there is. That's the thing. So it it's so difficult because these movies feel like homework. <laughs> they feel like maybe homework for white people. But it also, and we talked about this before, to me there's the somewhat of the danger of these types of movies is that it may they make it seem like this was a thing of the past and it's like, thank goodness this is over kind of thing. That's that's back to me. Yeah, man, I don't know what to say about this, man. I just, I'm exhausted. I was having a good day until we had to watch this movie. 
I was having a great day, and James punk ass ain't even here to watch this bullshit. I'm so annoyed. I like Whoopi Goldberg in this was, I thought she was good. Cool. Cool. Surprise ain't have fucking Oprah in here, too. She's done her share. Uh, And you know what's about this movie? This movie had a scene, but basically, like, it had a scene with Medgar Evers' wife. And they're talking about like the arrows and the bullet on the, I mean, what is it? The, the, the bullseye on their back. And I'm like, I'm watching this scene. And again, I don't know if that really happened in real life, but I'm like, if it did, how tragic that scene is. Like how truly tragic that scene is. Because these are black people who in the fifties, this ain't a hundred years ago, y'all. This ain't a hundred. This is not a hundred fucking years ago. These racist ass people, are still alive, and there's some of our listeners' grandparents. Facts. Facts. Like, some of these people still exist, and I'm looking at, I'm watching this conversation between these two black women, one whose son was horrifically murdered, and one who, um, what was it? I'm sure, I'm pretty sure a few years later, her husband will be murdered in front of her and her kids. Like, and, and nothing, nothing happens to the people who killed, you know what, man? What's the good stuff about this movie? We said it was shot well, it was well directed. <laughs> yeah. So we, you know, we basically the story we get, you know, he's gonna go to Mississippi to visit his cousins. Mom is very much like, I don't want you going. Okay, if you go, you need to understand things are really different down there. No, you really need to understand. It's like, yes, yes, I get it, I get it. It's like, okay, but like, you need to uh, treat, like, have, be humble. Like, if, if somebody's talking to you, like, don't say anything back, like, no back talking, like, this and that. Stay with your cousins, all this stuff, like, just constantly warning him. And we also, like, get to see, like, he, like he's very jovial. Like, I did, a, I appreciated that. Like, I appreciated the fact that we saw him, like, be a kid, you know, be like a, like, this kid who really, like, was, like happy and you know what I mean? Like, but it kind of made him a dick. Like low key when he was in the South, wasn't he a dick? It was like a, it was like a North South thing. I think it was more trying to show the fact that like lived in a different world, <laughs> you know, and was like, was like not used to the level of racism, which is like, there's a part of me that was like, ah, that's a, I, like, ha, like I do know, like I do understand the South was a lot more dangerous than the North, but the but the fact is, like the North had a lot of racism. <laughs> There's a lot of racism. Martin in the Luther North. King, Martin Luther King once said that he felt more threatened in the North than in the South because in the South he knew how to prepare. In the North, you think it's easy, you think it's free, but in the North you realize some of those same government officials, some of those same police officers, still hate you. And he was like, I think it was in Chicago in particular that he did like a talk or something and they weren't prepared for the influx of like hatred waiting outside the building. Whereas in the South, they like kind of knew how to like do certain things. So the fact that like, I don't know, again, he is a child, he is 14. And I understand his mom raised him with love, but like by looking at this movie, by everything I've read about her, his mom is not like crazy. There is no way this boy was like ill-prepared. That's why the fact that they had him whistle at that white woman when we know he truly didn't whistle at that white woman, again, it's not his fault in any way. But it's just like, I don't even like the idea of painting it like it could have been his fault in any way, shape, or form. It is like, I don't like that. I don't understand why that was done. Yeah, but he was jovial. And I do like that. Like, you know, he was a kid, which is great. Loved his mama. You know, as a mama's boy, I get it. If then, you know what? If you're going to do a movie like this, it's like, at least have a couple more. But I guess it wasn't about him. I get it. I'm like, at least have more flashbacks showing moments of him being a kid. Yeah, the thing that I didn't understand about that was like, Mamie was just like, wait, like waiting for something bad to happen the whole time. And then something bad does happen. And then she's just grieving. It was tough. It was like, also, the scene with the body was very long. Oh, when she was looking at it or at the funeral? Both. Yeah, both. I mean, yeah, both. I was like, I feel like we were with his this mutilated body for like 20 minutes. And I was like, man, I guess this is what the movie is. The thing is, like, I understand. And they kept trying to do this. I, I'm going to be truthfully honest. 
I think the thing that annoyed me about annoyed me about that scene was it felt like they were like, we're not gonna show you the body, but you showed it. So like if you're gonna do it, just do it. You know what I mean? It's like if you're if you're gonna linger on this this long, just do it because I don't think people truly understand. Because I'm not gonna lie, like, I don't know if you remember, Bray, but like you, myself, James went to the African American History Museum, I think in like 20, like Christmas of 2018, 2019. And when, and when we were there, I know I didn't go. I don't think you guys went either. But like when we were there, it was 2018. They had Emmett Till's casket because the casket, like his body to- tours. I don't know an appropriate way to say it, but his body was there at the time. And I'm like, I don't want to go in that room because I don't like we've all seen the image. I think the thing that no one has seen is the actual body itself. So when she was looking at the leg, I was like, oh, my God, I didn't know. You know, we kind of know what happened. I think they even left out some of the more horrific things that were done to him and like, you know, like water windmill or whatever. So like, I think if you're going to do it, just do it. But something about showing the body from like a distance and like lingering on that almost felt like we didn't know what to do. You know, I know it was a choice. It was like, we don't know if we should show this. We don't know if we shouldn't show this. But we're trying to like make you have a feel for it. Because I'm like, if this movie is made for Caucasians, show that body. If this movie is made for black folk, you don't need to show this at all. So maybe they were just going with the happy medium of like, here's a little bit, but you're not wrong. That scene was like, that scene was when they, when she showed the leg, I was like, oh my God, can't believe James didn't have to watch this fucking movie. I'm so mad. I'm so mad. I'm like, I wish I could not be as mad as I am, but I'm very upset. Like I, (laughs) for people, I've been avoiding this movie, Devotion and Emancipation like to play because all Oscar Beatty movies, you know what they got in common? Pain, Bray. Melissa, we're watching pain movies. Oh, it's a war movie. It is, it is, it is a war movie, Bray. But you know what? I don't even want to tell you. But it's not, he ain't he should be, he should be a hero. And I'm pretty sure America doesn't consider him one. I'll put it to you like that. And I'm like, we probably gotta watch why the fuck that happens in that movie. We're better than this. Black people are more than this. Like, we are more than this. Where is the fuck? I just don't understand. I Bray, we got people. We have Olympians. Like, if you want to show, like, we have, we have people who have broken records around the world. We have people who have invented some fucking things that, to this day, Those movies don't necessarily do us, even though they're dealing with race. Like, remember the movie Race? <laughs> yeah, he's dealing with race. He's dealing with race. It was not enough pain, Bray. It wasn't enough pain. 21. Yeah, like 42. 42, sorry, 42. Not enough pain. Yeah. Like, it's like the movies that get rewarded are the ones that show us, like, at our... I mean, I don't know if this movie's going to be rewarded either, but yeah. I mean, it's at least getting some type of buzz. And the thing that's so tricky about it is, like, I want... I, I, again, think it's directed really well. I think uh, Danielle did a fantastic job. It's just like... You know, and I think about like, I know we're not talking about this movie, but I think about that trailer for Will Smith and I see like the behind the scenes footage of him like holding cha- like actual chains. And I'm like, why the fuck are you in actual chains? Like, what the fuck are you thinking, yo? Like, why didn't the producer show up with a photo with a goddamn slave in his pocket on the red carpet? Like, what the fuck is happening? It's like people are exploiting the suffrage of black people for profit without actually bigging up us in other ways. There are other contributions. All I'm saying, there's other fucking contributions. We have black fucking comic book directors. Like, we have so many things that would not exist without our existence, but the shit that we fucking show and the shit that white people are like, oh my God, let me give this goddamn award to or pat you on the back is usually something to make them feel better because they feel like, oh, we didn't do this, but I'm like, no, you didn't do it. Your fucking grandmother did it. And like, we don't acknowledge that shit at all. You know, well, how much longer? Melissa, what's our time count? How much longer do we got to talk about this shit? Do you want to talk about the scene where he, where he gets kid, kidnapped? Because... I don't want to talk about... So this is my thing. That scene is terrible, Bray, because I have often... Um, I think there was a doc. I often have thought about that uncle. Like, I have thought about that uncle so many times. Because, again, what Mimi did was courageous. But also, this man, I think, had three boys, a daughter, and a wife, I think. These white people show up to his house in the middle of the night. Again, I don't know if some of these exchanges were real, but when Mimi shows up and, like, it's like, why didn't you bring out your gun? It's like, what the fuck was this one black man going to do with this gun? It's like two white people 
it's like two more in the car and then three black coons helping these white people. And like he had a whole family. He had a whole family. And he had no idea what was happening because don't forget, they never told him. They never told him what happened. So he had no idea what was going on. And everybody blames this black dude who lived in the South. And I'm like, yo, I can't imagine the guilt he lived with. I can't imagine the fear he was living with. Bruh. And he was an old black man in the South. Because it's so real. It's like, what are you, what are you, like, the reality is, if he got his gun, they most likely would have shot him. Like, if he didn't, ki- like, kill them all. And even if he did, and even if he did, that would have only saved him for that night. He would have 100% have gone to jail and gotten the death penalty. That would, that would be, that's just, Without a doubt, he would have got, go to jail, get the death penalty, and then the re, then the then there's the other likelihood that the KKK comes and kills his entire family, and burns their house down. And then, so the fact that they, the fact that she came down and completely accused him, I'm like, you're not that naive. And again, I don't know if that scene was real, but I'm like, everything we've learned about Mimi up to this point, like she knows what the South is, so she probably knows what he had to deal with. And again, it's one of those things of. You know, I thought when he was like, I don't blame, I don't blame Emmett. I thought he was like, I blame you. I don't know who, because he didn't answer. He didn't, he didn't finish. He was like, I don't blame him. I think he meant like, I blame myself or I blame. It, it was like, I, it, I think there, it was like the only thing that they would have, they all blame is the fact that they left Emmett alone in that store for 30 seconds. And it's like, you know oh he's a city boy who knows what happened you know but like all he had to do was just look at the woman the wrong way and she had murder in her heart and eyes and got her husband to kill you know and and his brother what makes that scene so scary is that those white men showed up knowing nothing would happen to them and then at the end of the day they did an interview, which I think they touched on in like the epilogue, or whatever. In the after the yeah, yeah the words because the, the interview exists. They admit it. They admit it to killing him. Yeah, it exists. The interview still exists, yeah, and they got paid for the interview, four thousand dollars. Which in the fifties, bro, it's a lot of money. Nothing happened. Nothing. These dudes went to Christmases, Thanksgivings. You know, look at their grandkids grow up. This white woman who lied literally is being moved physically so people can't find her. And it's something about that that is very telling of the side that we live in. Like, I think about, like, you know, most likely our new president is going to be, I will never say his name, but the new asshole from Florida. I really feel like he's going to win. In no. Bruh, I do. No. I do, bruh. I do. I no. think he's smarter. <laughs> I, think, I think he's going to fuck around and be like, nah, dude, I'm running for the nomination, too. I think he's going to do it, man. And I'm like, that dude is worse. Because he's smart. And I'm like, that dude is the South. That dude is like straight up good old boy South. Unless Gen Z comes and saves us again, Florida and Georgia be no man's land. But no, but that scene was very powerful. I, I will say the most powerful scene to me, I mean, it was so many, like, I feel like, I feel like, I feel like Danielle did a really good job. Like she has so many scenes, like even when, you know, she's on her porch and the guy, her cousin who works for the NAACP doesn't want to bring the body back and is asking her to do like a bunch of other stuff. And she's like, yo, my son is dead. And it's something about that. Cause I think again, man, people will use black pain for props. And I understand that black people, we needed every help we can get, but like they didn't even get this woman a day to grieve. Like this was a month. This movie took place in a month. I don't know if people realize that one month. Well, that's the thing is that that's the thing. And I'm like, and the thing, the thing that they said, it was, it was true. It's like this other thing that like you think about both, the horrors that she had to deal with, and then like what those people had to do, like what the people working for the NAACP and like those civil rights leaders had to do, and how they had to ask a grieving mother to like, you know, step up for the cause. Like it's like goodness, and that speech that that other dude gives when she is in the South, and he's like, it's not like he's like, I want that too. Like she's like, I just want them to go to jail, like pay for what they did. And he's like, I want that too. But I do not think that's going to happen, you know, with 12 people who look exactly like them.
I mean, dude, it's one of those things where, like, even to this day, I'm without the footage. I don't think it was any way that white cop was going to jail. You know what I'm saying? I don't. I think 2020 had to be such a movement that there was no way. Like, it, I mean, think about it. How often are black people so shocked when we do get one to go our way? How often are we like, oh, God, here we go again? I mean, and the thing is, it's decades. Like, it happens in decades. So when I'm watching this movie, you know what it is? I would love, someone share this with the director, because she, I do think she did a great job. I just would love, who does she make this movie for? Because I'm very, and I don't mean that in a disrespectful way. I'm just very curious when I see these kind of movies, I'm like, why am I watching it? Like, is it, is it, to, is it to learn about, like, a deeper deeper in the mindset of some of these people who were affected in a certain kind of way? Is it to show how bad America has been to Black people and continues to be? Like, is it to educate white people? Like, what? Like, what, what? Also, I want to know who Greenlight, who, like, I'm just very fascinated about, like, why this is happening now. Like, I, like, truly, I know Kindred is coming out on FX. If it's not already out, love it. That's some more slavery shit. Maybe vengeful slavery, still slavery shit. You know what I'm saying? Kiki Palmer had a movie that came out this year. Forgot the name of it. Slavery shit. Like, I'm thinking about The Master. She dealing with, like, racism and shit. Like, it's like, I do not understand what is happening. The Maid, we dealing with racism. I'm like, can we not get a movie that is sent to us for, like, FYC for your consideration that is The Descendants with George Clooney? Which got not like all these movies that people are like, oh, these are great movies. That is a dude dealing with the fact that his wife who passed away cheated on him. And he's trying to like deal with his daughter. That's it. That's the movie. That's it. That's the descendants. Fucking Silver Linus Playbook is two people who got their own issues trying to find love. And that got Jennifer Lawrence a goddamn Oscar. And was nominated for an Oscar. And it was funny. So I'm like, you can you can make these movies, but we can't do it. I just I'm frustrated, bro. I'm frustrated. I am frustrated because I'm looking at all these wonderful black talented people, and I'm like, now that Will Smith has made a slavery movie, I'm like, almost every black person who has existed in Hollywood has had to play a slave or someone who has suffered from racism. Denzel won his first Oscar for playing, for getting whipped. His scene that they show. And the Oscar is his single Denzel tear. But don't forget what's happening. He is being whipped shirtless as a Union fucking soldier. Sam Jackson played a funny slave. Remember that? Remember that in Django? He was a, he was a house slave. Will Smith can kiss my fucking ass. That is the, that is the, that, that is fucking offensive. That is offensive. Bray, that is offensive, dog. It's like you are literally making a movie and you know you shouldn't have fucking made it. And now you're like, no worry, black people. It's weird seeing the, did you see the, um, the Instagram where he's like talking to the cast about like, he's like, this is about faith. This is about the human spirit. I don't know. He's just saying all this stuff. And I'm just like, dude, I'm just like, oh no. Who are you, who are you, who are you doing this to? I remember he had it. This is my thing. He was like, it's a freedom movie. And I'm like, bruh, in this movie, you're being chased by slave catchers. The trailer is only, it, it could be more than one. The trailer I've seen is just him running in the mud. Bray, the trailer is $20 million a movie, Will Smith running in mud from dogs. And that's a freedom movie? That's a freedom movie? I don't like that he's thinking we dumb, Bray. I don't like that he's thinking black, because you know what it is? I feel like now you've been disrespectful to black people. We defended you with the slap. We were like, hey, yo, mind your business. Like, don't, hey, we don't know. People got to handle shit sometimes. We wish, we wish they ain't do it right then and there. And we, we wish they would have done it backstage. But we defended you. You know who was shitting on you? All them white entertainers, entertainment tonight, E. I'm like, ah, oh, Will Smith, can he have a career? We had your back. But how dare you fucking talk to us like you, we dumb talking about it's a freedom movie. Bray, is 12 Years a Slave a freedom movie? Is that a freedom movie? Well, no, that's... Did that nigga get free? 
Yeah, but he's a, a slave for 12 years. Will Smith is playing, I believe, I believe that actual uh, ancestor, his name is like Whipped Peter or something like that in, in real life. So he's playing, and I, because basically he's playing the slave who became, I believe, a Union soldier from that famous photo of a slave. And it's just like him posing with his back showing all the lacerations. That is who this movie Will Smith is about. And I'm like, that man was a slave who became, what's happening, Bray? I'm lo- I feel blinded. I feel blind. I feel blind now. I don't know what, I don't know what to even say. Melissa, did we make it to an hour yet? Because I don't know what to say. <laughs> People, I, pe- listen, audience, I love y'all. But the thing is, y'all have to understand how painful it is to review these movies. And most of these movies we review are usually studio pictures because that's our thing. And a lot of these movies are not happy black films. Like we're watching wonderful black actors portray parts sometimes that don't make them seem smart, portray parts where they get like the white person comes and gets all the credit for it, or they're playing somebody who is oppressed by white people. Like it's so rare, which is why when we see fucking, what was that movie? Fantasy Football is such a, a wonderful breath of fresh air. It's like, yes, it's like, it's just a family dealing with some shit. It may be silly, but it's wholesome. It's cute. Not saying every movie got to be like that, but some of these movies are depressing, yo. It is goddamn depressing. <laughs> ah! Well, that was the other thing. It's like, this movie, it's like, you know, Emma's gonna die, they're brutally murdered. You know that the people who did the murder are gonna get, be found innocent in the court of law, despite the fact that they, it, they confessed to kidnapping him before the trial started. And the de- defense, their whole defense was, we don't know that that's his body. This brutalized body, we don't know if that's his. What, like, it's like not even a, it's not even like trying. <laughs> it's like a defense that's not even trying. He gets found innocent. And so it was one of those things too, where you're like watching the movie and you're like, it's like not necessarily billing to anything. There's not a lot of tension. You know what I mean? Like, there's not much to it just storytelling wise. Not saying like, oh, they could have done a better job. It's just like, I don't know what else, like, what else is this movie? You know what I mean? And I'm not trying to diss the things. I'm not trying to diss this movie. I just think I'm, I just think I'm frustrated by, they kept saying, because the thing is, the trailers for, it's, it's the same pandery thing that Will Smith is saying about Emancipation being a freedom movie. It's like those trailers that first came out was like, don't worry, this movie isn't back pain. It's black, it's black, like joy is all this other stuff. And I'm like, we saw Emmett smile for less than five minutes of this movie. This movie was two hours and nine and this minutes. This wasn't long. about joy. And the and the thing is, like you like you were saying, like everything's undercut by like the movie undercuts it with the score. Like there's a lot of stuff in it that's like, uh oh, like something bad's gonna happen. Yeah, and it's like the whole time you're like, oh, so even this wonderful moment, like th- like yeah, like Bray said, the car at the beginning, you think it's happy. She doesn't feel good at the end of the car. When they're in the house and they're dancing, she doesn't feel good about that. And, I, and if that is the case, I do feel like at a certain point, you need to take cinematic liberties to at least give your audience some type of, some type of build or way to go. Because it's just like, it's, it's only downhill from here. Because we know what's coming. Like, we know what's coming. You know what I'm saying? There's like, no, there is no, like, triumphant real moment at the end. Like, other than, like, it's just like, I think the idea is like we're proud of her for doing what she felt was right, even though she knew ultimate. Oh, I guess she didn't really know. But then at a certain point, she's like, "Okay, I'm ready to leave Mississippi. I know what the verdict is. And we see the verdict. And it was and it's like, okay, but it's like just like this depressing ending (laughs) because like it doesn't build to anything. You know what I mean? To me, what have been super helpful is that they took a page out of Black Klansman where like Black Klansman showed you know, what Black people are still dealing with. I am a true believer that, and it sucks to, to, to say, but I am a true believer that because of Mimi and what happened to Emmett, those photos changed the trajectory of the civil rights movement. I think, like, the fact that those things were published in Jet magazine, then I believe after Jet, like, casket got put into, like, the papers all around the country and around the world. And I think that showed the brutality of the South. And to me, I'm like, which you could have showed was, <clears throat> was it Lyndon Johnson, right? It was Lyndon, right? Who signed this? Yeah, you could show like Lyndon signing the, the Civil Rights Act 
with Martin Luther King. I mean, to me, again, I do think her work costs a lot of things that like me and you benefited from today. And I'm like, that is something to leave on a high note. Like, yes, this tragedy happened. Yes, this heroic Black woman went through all this. But because of the suffering of this family, this and this, this happened. Because it didn't end on a high note. It ended with her giving a speech and then her like daydreaming about her son, which to me is like kind of sad. It's like she's still fighting this good fight. I, I don't know, man. I just, I, I think Black women have, and I know Trevor did it, which is hilarious to me that Trevor actually had this conversation. I'm not going to shade Trevor. But it's something about like Black women continue to save us and get no credit for it. They save us during elections nonstop. You know what I mean? They continue to defend us. They continue to have our back. Like, I even think about, like, in a very simple, dumb thing, Meg the Stallion wasn't even trying to drag a person who shot her. You know what I'm saying? It's like, Black women, I feel like, will defend you to the end of the days and get no credit for it. And I'm watching this movie, and I'm like, this Black woman did so much. And, like, I know she didn't have a happy ending, but you could have just showed what her work accomplished for so many people. I don't know. I just feel like, and it's just, it's, I don't know. But then I look at Harriet and Harriet didn't do Harriet Tubman justice. And it's just like, what? I feel like these movies, and then, and of course, Hidden Figures was heart garbage and I didn't do those women justice. And that woman was like, I ain't renting no goddamn bathroom. The fact that that black woman is alive and is like, I didn't rent no goddamn bathroom. I'm like, yo. I feel like we're, I've, <laughs> these movies aren't doing black women justice, yo. I'm sorry, yo. I'm sorry. I don't know. I'm, it ain't doing it. I, I love this director. Again, I think she did a good job. I just, who wrote it? Okay, so she co-wrote it. She co-wrote it with a black man. Okay. Okay. They did their best. Oh, he from Augusta, too. Oh, he know about some slavery shit. Well, you know, I got nothing else to say about this movie, man. Again, I think we're more than this. I think we've accomplished more than this. I feel like we did it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we got to do all these movies. I want the audience to know, the listeners, please understand what we, what we do for y'all, okay? This was a good day until I had to watch this movie for two hours and nine minutes, okay? Two hours, Bray, and nine minutes. Well, look, I, what I hope is that there is somebody who listened to, who, who actually was really, you know, moved by this movie and, you know, so, there's some change that was brought about their lives or they were they're educated in a certain way. And I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't know. Hopefully, something positive happens. You don't know what to say. You don't know what to say, man. You, you know, know what maybe, to say. right? I mean, you know, I don't, you know, it's all right. Well, it would be silly to do anything about some, I don't know, what's his face? Uh, no, no, you got, bit yeah, you ain't got to do nothing like that. Cause I'm like, cause technically, if Steel would have been here, everything would have been saved in the first place. Well, yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah, cause Steel Hammer would have came in front of the door and be like, uh uh-uh. uh, like, boy, don't go in there. You know, what you want? He'd have went in there and bought it for him. He'd have been like, uh-uh. And then everything would have been changed. It'd be a whole new history. Yeah. It could be like Black Utopia. Yeah. But we're not doing that today, though, Bray. No. We ain't doing that today. Mm-mm. Mm-mm-mm. All right. Well, anywho, thank you all for listening. It's time for the cause. We rate review films not based on how much we like the movie, but whether it helps the cause of leading Black actors in Hollywood. Feels like this fully helps the cause. We give it a black fist. If it's someone helped the cause, we give it a white palm. If it didn't help the cause at all, we don't give it anything. So on the count of three, we'll raise oh, our rating for this film. It's not if we like it. It's not if we like it. It's not yeah. if we like it. Okay. Not if we like it. Mm. One. <sighs> okay. Two. Yep. Three. Black okay. fist. We gave it two black fists. I mean, I did it because it exists. I think Danielle did a really good job. I think she deserves a lot. Tolson, I know he's, it's probably helped him when it came to booking like house party and stuff like that. So the story needed to be told, I guess. Uh, I gave it a black fist, not because I necessarily think the story needed to be told, but you know, it did give a lot of black actors jobs and people know what it is. And hopefully that'll help. Thank you all for listening. Honestly, I, you know, this was a, painful movie to watch <laughs> if you listen to this all the way you are you are a true fan follow us at blackman podcast on twitter and instagram black blackmanpodcast.com is our website we got links to merchandise we have a defunct patreon there's a year's worth of episodes on there no new episodes but if you sign up for that you can listen to those 
year, years worth of episodes whenever you like, and then unsubscribe whenever you like. Also, if you rate and review us on iTunes, we'll read your review on the air. If you give us five stars, that is. Only the five-star reviews will be read. Uh, this one is from Anaf Hassan. Hopped on Apple just for this. I usually listen on Spotify, but heard y'all were running out of new five-star reviews and needed some help. This is the only podcast I listen to because nothing else I've found has the combination of hilarious and compelling conversation I'm looking for. I know y'all do movies, but would love to hear your thoughts on Atlanta and how the whole world seems to have forgotten how incredible of a show it is. Wish y'all the best and hope y'all continue the classic sign-off of saying Black Panther Wakanda forever. Wait, what? <laughs> I don't say, remember when. When did we say? That? What was it? That at some point. The sound. This. Oh wow! I don't remember that at all. I don't remember that at all. I don't know about that, brah brah. But thank you. Thank you. Man, I don't even know what other movies are out because I ain't about to watch. Man, y'all have to get a guest for Emancipation. Cause I ain't not today. Not today. I ain't watching that Freedom movie. Okay, I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> You can follow me at John Braylock, by the way. You can follow James, who isn't here, and he should be here to watch this fucking movie. I'm going to curse James out for like three days, man. I ain't going to lie. I'm so mad. <laughs> you can follow James at, at James Third, at James Third Comedy. That's James 3RD. That's on Twitter and Instagram. You can follow me at Gerard Milligan on Twitter and Instagram. And I just want to say thanks because I sure filmed it all y'all donated to. Got into our first festival. First up is going to be Slam Dance in January. So if you're in Utah, sometime between the 20th and 25th, come to our screening. I don't know the date yet, but come hang out, grab a ticket. It should be fun. I'm going to learn how to snowboard. It's going to be great. I'm going to learn how to snowboard, bro. I didn't tell you that yet. I got, I got boots. I'm ready. I'm going to be a black dude on the board, baby. On the board. <laughs> uh, all right. We'll see y'all next week. Peace. Forever Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Produced by Melissa D. Fonts. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. To listen to this podcast ad-free, sign up for Forever Dog Plus at foreverdogpodcast.com slash plus. Check out video clips of our podcast on YouTube at youtube.com slash foreverdogteam. And make sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Forever Dog Team to keep up with all the latest Forever Dog news. <coughs>